welcome to 44 at 60. At a business event in early 2019, your host Trevor Lee foolishly agreed to run the 2021 Classic Quarter. A 44-mile ultramarathon on the coastal path from the UK's most southerly point, Lizard Village, to the UK's most westerly point, Land's End. This podcast follows Trevor's progress and will include contributions from seasoned ultra runners who will be offering Trevor lots of top tips and advice as he ventures forth on this ridiculous quest. And the podcast title? Well, it's 44 miles and yes, Trevor has a big birthday in 2021, but he'd rather not say which one it is. Okay, it's time to lace up the running shoes, load up on carbs and gels and get this show on the Cornish Coastal Path. Welcome everybody, this is episode 15 of the 44 at 60 Park Run. Now, today I've got some special guests with me, we're over in Kent, and we've got one thing in common, we are all graduates of the very famous Nonington College Human Movement Studies degree. And looking around the table, I can see why we did that Human Movement Studies degree, because we are all highly tuned athletes. So, I'd like to welcome to the podcast this evening, Dickon. Good evening, Trevor. Paul. Good evening, Trevor. And Christine. Hello, Trev. Now, we've done the Bedsbury Park Run today, and I've got the times here. Um, 22.33, 25.51, 26.03, 26.30. Dick, and this was your local park run, your, your kind host in the, the podcast and the rest of us for the weekend. So how did the park run go, and were you the 22.33? Ah, well, there's a story to that, Trev. Um, uh, but the short of it is that, no, I wasn't. You weren't. Was it you, Paul? No, it wasn't me. Wasn't you? <clears throat> no. <laughs> it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Christine, it must have been you. The way it must have been me. It yes, it was. It must have been yes. you. Uh, Dickon, tell us a little bit about the uh, Bedgebury Park Run and why you, yeah, why you, is it your Learys Park Run? Well, the Bedgebury Park Run's fantastic scenery and it's probably the most local to uh, Benenden, where we are now, uh, though we do have a choice of three or four or five park runs. And um, with my friends here, I had great anticipation this morning, um, but I'll tell you a little bit more about it, uh, my experience later, if you're interested. Okay, yeah, well, we, yeah, we probably, I think we might be interested. I don't know where we might be. Paul, now you haven't run for a long time, have you, I don't think? So how did you find the park run today? Oh, thoroughly enjoyed it, yes. Yes, I was uh, surprised how, uh, how much I enjoyed it. And you came second, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, you did. And we all thought you weren't going to come second, so you kind of caught us out there. But great. Yeah, Christine, you're a regular park runner. How, did you enjoy the park run today? I, I really did, actually, because I, Dickon had told me it was going to be extremely hilly, extremely tough. Um, but as much as down, uphill there was, there was plenty of downhill. And uh, so I was ple- pleasantly surprised with my run today. I thought it was a great course. And uh, this, this podcast will be going out a couple of weeks after we've done the uh, park run. But tomorrow i.e. the day after we've recorded this on the Saturday. Uh, Christine, you're doing the 10K? Yes, 10K, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the half marathon. You guys, what are you doing Yeah, tomorrow? we're backup and support team, health and nutrition. Good, good. Both of you, is that? Yes, yes, and moral support. and yeah. Support, yeah, general encouragement. Yeah. Good, so you're driving us to the, park, uh, driving us to the mm-hmm. race tomorrow? And we'll yeah. be supporting cool. the local cafeteria. <laughs> as well <laughs> now uh, one of the most exciting things we have on the podcast is this is the first episode of the podcast where I've actually had on the show someone who is a current world record runner a current, the holder of a current world record and I'm assuming looking at you two across the table Dickon and Paul it's neither of you and I know it's not me 
So it must be you, Christine. Are you our world record holder? I am a world record holder. Tell us about your world record. Come on. Well, it's as much a surprise to me as it is to everybody else. But I'm the current world record holder in the 4 by 400 meter relay for the W55 Masters Women. And when did that take place? This took place in Venice, which was the uh, venue of the European Masters Championships. And... Um, Yes, it was the culmination of a of two weeks of athletics competitions, always finishing with the relay. And I was uh, I'd been working on my four hundred meters throughout the summer, so I was hoping to be selected for the team, and I was really pleased to be selected for the team. But I had no idea that we were on for a world record. Wow. And it was only when we finished that a couple of people thought that time might be quick enough for the world record. And once the track referee had validated it, we realised we were one and a half seconds inside the world record. That must have been some feeling. It was a fantastic feeling. And standing on the podium with the national anthem and everyone cheering was was great. Yes, a world record is special. Extraordinary. And, you know, because your your running has really taken a big step forward, I think, in the last 12, 18 months. Yes, yes, I think so. Since I've discovered Masters Athletics and international competition, that's really inspired me to... um, well, to compete against other athletes in, in my age group, but across the world. And it, it's great. I've had I've some good successes with it. That's fantastic. Now, we also have with us now, I'm looking at the latest edition of Athletics Weekly. We're recording this in mid-November, and you are part of the Centre Spread. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that was a photograph that was actually taken a year ago in Malaga at the World Championships in Malaga, where... Um, myself and two other British athletes were gold, silver and bronze in the 800 metres. And it's it was just one of those classic photos, which has got all three of us in it. And it's been chosen for other... Um, other it's been chosen in other... other uh, Modelling appointments. Model- yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very surprised having my lunch and a bowl of soup and I was just flicking through it last week and I thought, oh, that's me in Athletics Weekly. And it's a big article on, on nutrition for Masters athletes. Wow, fantastic. Dick and Paul, have you ever been sitting having your lunch, flicking through a magazine and suddenly come across a picture of yourselves? Nope. This haven't, hasn't happened to me very often. Jo. Very often? So it has Not, happened then? It hasn't happened very often, no. no. <laughs> Dick, because your sport really is uh, table tennis, isn't it? Ping pong, yeah. Ping table pong. tennis, I, I play that quite uh, and, regularly and, and compete. And, and you've been successful in a European sort of Masters competition sort of thing this year, haven't you? Well, I did go to a, um, a friendly international, shall we say, team event in Holland where I was fortunate enough to represent England vets. And uh, we did win the competition, but it wasn't, it wasn't the Europeans, Trev. No, it wasn't that standard. But okay. We did win, so that was great. Well, you did win. And you were representing your country as I well, was. weren't you? I was, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And you've taken part in the, uh, in the world equivalent of what Christine's done for running table tennis, haven't you? In the World Masters World Veterans Table Tennis Championships in Las Vegas. 2018 with 250 tables, 7,000 competitors wow. played in the over 55s where there was about 800 entrants. So yeah, that was a terrific experience. Uh, Paul, have you taken part in any world championships recently? No. no. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> I haven't done any sport whatsoever recently. <laughs> so tell me you two, what's it like <clears throat> to be, you know, uh, you know, Christine, wearing that GB vest for the first time, how did that feel? Oh, quite scary actually because suddenly you realize that you're on show and people will be rooting for you in the stand there's a lot of gb spectators there as well and it suddenly oh there's quite a bit of pressure on you and it felt great 
but it is it's a totally different experience than just putting on your club vest and mm. or a t-shirt and running park run okay so Dickon and uh, Dickon and Paul, you had, a, you had decent park runs today, but you know if you're going to get to the same standard as Christine, clearly you'll need to do things slightly different. So, have you got any thoughts about how you you're going to uh, improve your your park running to get on the uh, you know on the on the schedule for you know World Championships? Because I suspect for both of you, there's quite a big gap to fill there to make that. So, uh, any thoughts there for? either of you as to what you need to do. And then I'm going to ask Christine to give you some top tips based on her assessment of your running today. Well, I'll give some advice to my uh, good friend, Paul. Um, he hasn't run for 15 years, so it's quite astonishing, really, frankly, his, his, um, his performance today. Though he has been a well-renowned, as he said earlier, human movement studies student when he was very active and fit in his 20s, 30s, probably 40s. But uh, his last-minute cramming training this week just astonished us uh, with his performance. And um, really, all he's got to do is just do a bit more training. And I should think he'll soon be donning that vest and uh, being on the same plane as Christine over to those international world events. What do you reckon, Paul? Well, I have to admit to having lost my competitive uh, edge nature since <laughs> in the last few years. So I've got no real ambitions in terms of sport or uh, park runs or I do think it's very healthy for uh, you know and it's very useful for us all and it's very enjoyable to get together with other people and do it but I must admit I'm not uh, that's as far as my ambition goes well you had a great run today mm. because um, you and I were running together quite a lot today and I thought oh, I'm easy going to see him off he's never going to last the pace and I was running faster than I planned to just to see you off and it didn't happen and I couldn't live with you. So, yeah, impressive stuff. I hope you're really enjoying this interview. If you'd like to come on the show and share your experiences, your expertise and your top tips in any area of running, particularly maybe around your journey to your first marathon or first ultramarathon, your training, including cross-training, anything you've got on clothing, shoes and equipment, eating and drinking prior to and on the run, motivation and mindset, injury prevention, dealing with injuries, etc. Any of those areas that you'd like to come and share your experience and expertise on, that would be fantastic. So please do get in touch and we'll fix up an interview to get you on the show. The best way to get in touch is to probably email me via trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk and that's L-double-E for the Lee bit, so that's trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or connect with me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Okay, let's get back to the interview. So Christine, you know, you saw bits of these two in action today. You've seen their times. So if you were taking them under your wing and trying to coach them to run a park run faster, what would you be suggesting, say, for Dickon to do? Uh, I think it's quite obvious for Dickon that if he lost a few pounds, he would, he would speed up enormously. Ouch. It's... I've had to stop him tucking into the crisps during the podcast. <laughs> it's like carrying a big rucksack of rocks around, Dick. And if you could, if you didn't have to carry that around, you'd automatically get faster. Mm, thank you, Christine. You, you're I, I, have had, I, have, I have followed in the footsteps of the great Neil Anthony, and he has tutored me on, on eating and diet and uh, sports. So thank you for giving me your input. Okay. That's very much appreciated. And... What about well, what about Paul? What do you yes, for Paul? as as a newbie, I'm really impressed with Paul, and I know that if he just did a couple of runs a week, 
just nice and slowly and steady and enjoyably, he would improve his park run time if he wanted to. If he doesn't want to, then fair enough. But I think you, you could easily take two or three minutes off. Well said, Christine. Yeah, very, very diplomatic. Well, what, we, what, what a lot of my parkrun friends listening to this will remind <clears throat> me is that parkrun is not meant to be a competitive situation. Mm. It's That's meant right. to be a, a run, but um, it got well. It got such competitive today. I think certainly for me trying to. Try yes, to I think that's a myth, actually, Trev. It, it, it? They keep saying it's not competitive, but it, it definitely is, isn't it? Because we're all looking at our times and our age um, positions and uh, our percentage of this, that, and the other. So I think it definitely is, and we're all looking to improve. And it, but it is a terrific community activity. So, Christine. Going back to your improvement and your, you know, where you've got to now. I mean, eighteen months ago, if you'd have been, if I'd have said to you, you're going to be a world record holder, what would you have thought? Absolutely no way. Well, in tiddlywinks, I'd have thought, but certainly... you've got tiddlywinks playing. Right? <laughs> no, but I, I didn't think it in in running. Um, but it's focused my training, and I now have targets that I want to achieve, and it. it uh... So, what have you done differently in that time? which our listeners could benefit from learning from your experience to get you to the position where, you know, you are now the fastest in the world. I set myself a running plan. So I have a target. So it could be any race within two or three months. And then I, I set my running to work towards that. So it's like a training schedule. So you've always got something to target with, target for. Um, also, just little things in training. After a hard training session, I'll have a protein drink because... I just find I can't recover as easily as I did when I was younger. So a protein drink really helps me, helps build the muscle back up. I do a lot of stretching after a run, and I, I do a lot of core and um, strength work as well, just to help my body recover from the hard training that I put it through. And have you, uh, a lot of the uh, episodes of this podcast so far have referred to eating and drinking, because, you know, the ultra running, it's about that. But when you're running 800 metres, 400 metres... How important is your eating and drinking habits? I mean, clearly in the ultra run, it's very important. But does it does it make any difference at, at four eight hundred? Are you doing anything particular? Um, I just have to time when I eat. So an eight hundred meters, I wouldn't eat more than two hours beforehand. You don't need the energy for an eight hundred meters, but you just have enough have to have enough fuel in the system. Um, drinking usually when I compete in the summer, it's hot, so it's being properly rehydrated. For that but i i don't take on extra stuff for an 800 or 1500 meters no. and what if you eat two hours before it what sort of things are you eating bananas are good uh banana sandwich malt loaf is great malt loaf is a, is a classic that i really enjoy and i use that for longer distances as well okay and what about when you've done a hard training session protein afterwards beer is good as well <laughs> Oh, boys, beer's good. There you go. So I have you know, cheers to that. Listeners can't see this, but both Dickon and Paul have got glasses of beer in front of them while we've been recording this podcast and big bags of crisps as well, which I've refused to let them eat. Um, so, guys, you know, you've heard that, you know, is it possible you're going to adapt this training method for, you know, that Christine's outlined to you? What do you think? Oh, I think it's excellent uh, advice, but clearly Christine's very focused and talented individual i think um, she's really focused herself here yeah, on a training over the last few years and it's terrific to see her reaping the benefits of the different training that she does and the focus that she's and the, de- the determination so well done christine well thank done. you Dick, <laughs> inspirational inspirational okay so just to wrap this up 
I uh, said right at the beginning that, you know, we're all here together because we all did the same degree at the same college, human movement studies, which no one's ever heard of, uh, at a college <laughs> called Nonington, which no one's ever heard of. But if we could go back to our former selves, you know, when we were on that course and knowing what we know now, particularly about running, what would we what would we want to learn more about? What would we do different? Dickon, any thoughts on that? Oh, I think just the uh, strength and conditioning and the uh, and the training methods, really. Probably a bit of psychology, sports psychology, uh, and being more ambitious, not not uh, understating what what you can achieve. You've really got to set your your targets high. Go have for you, it. Have you got some running targets coming up? Well, beat you, Trevor. You know, it, it has been an exhilarating day on the one hand, but on the other, you know, to to be defeated by you in the park <laughs> run today was a major <laughs> blow. And I will be uh, taking on board Christine's advice about shedding a few pounds and and be determined next time. So I'll keep running, that's for sure, because it's it's generally great for fitness for my the other activities I do. And as we've discussed, the community element of the park run in particular is just outstanding. The different uh, mental and physical. Be- health benefits it provides yeah because Dickon one of my memories of you running is um, when we did the Brandon half in the Brandon forest some years ago in Suffolk when we were staying with with Christine and Neil and um, you in those days you used to set off like the cavalry charge at the beginning and I'm pretty sure I can remember that you set off right at the front of the half marathon and ended up leading the competitors on the wrong course and they all followed you is that right well, I think you've been a little bit economic with the truth there, Trev. It's true to say that, yeah, I do like to lead from the front. But um, when you've got some highly uh, experienced um, stewards that and big arrows pointing in a direction and they say it's that way, I just thought, well, let's go for it. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, it was the wrong way. And soon there were cries and baying behind me saying, he's gone the wrong way. And I turned around, but I think I still won that one in the end. Did you? <laughs> so, Paul, come on, tell us about, are you going to do any, right. any more running? Are you going to be inspired <laughs> to do another park run soon? Uh, yeah, yeah, if I get the chance, yes. Um, I was going to answer your first question about... Uh, oh, yeah, about your course. What yeah. we would have done differently at Nonington. I think exercise-wise, we did okay. You know, we were doing stuff every day. I don't think we were lacking in exercise. I, I think we over overdid it a little bit in the bar. That was the... <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the local pubs. The carbo loading. Bit. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think I would have, uh, you know, if I knew what I knew now about nutrition, I think that would have in- enhanced my performance considerably <laughs> and uh, maybe saved uh, saved a few livers as well. <laughs> Christine, any th- any thoughts from you on that? I, I agree with Paul there. I think there was an awful lot of time spent socialising. Um, we weren't serious about our sport, really, were we, when no. we were there? Um, but that was good. We enjoyed it. We had fun, and mm. yeah, great stuff. Well, we've had we've had fun this weekend. Um, thank you very much for uh, for sharing your thoughts with our audience. Any any last thoughts, anybody about running that you want to share? Okay, so Dickon, thank you very much for coming on. Mm, thank you, Trev. Paul, thank you very much for coming on. Christine, thank you very much for coming on. Thank and, you, Trev. And, and telling your story about being a world record holder, which we'd all love to think that we might. Aspire woo, to. Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. That's the end of another uh, 
uh, podcast, the 44 at 60 podcast. So if you'd like to come on the show, then drop me an email, trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk. And if you've enjoyed the show, then please do leave a review on whatever you know device you're listening to the podcast on. Thanks for listening. There'll be another podcast coming your way very soon. And thanks very much indeed to my guests, my old friends from a few years ago. Nice to get together, guys. We must keep this going and do this again. And um, we'll record it in a you know another year's time and see how uh, see whether we're finishing the same order. I'm hoping to be back in the silver medal position by then. So there we go. Great stuff. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. That's it for another episode of 44 at 60. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please do leave a review on your podcast app or wherever you download the podcast from. And we hope you've been inspired to get your running shoes on. Oh, 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 oh,